Hey, hey, hey. How's everyone doing? How's everyone doing? This is Life and Love with Erica and Sean here on the God What You Need Network. You know, with the God What You Need Network, you can catch all of the podcasts that we have. This is the end of the year. So this is our last pod for the year, but it's a special pod. And we wanted to make sure we have the end of the year pod be the special pod. Everybody knows the network we've been running at the end of the year. We shut down the whole network for maintenance and updating and um, and things of that nature. Podcast time shifting, adding new pod to the podcast to the network. Uh, we have at least two new pods that will be added in 2024. But we wanted to make sure that we lead off with this one. Erica, how are you doing? I am doing good. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. We have a special pod today. We have... Irina, how are you doing? Hi, guys. I'm doing great. Thank All you. Right. Thank you. <laughs> this is um, Irina is a love mastering coaching. Um, if you, you definitely look, you know us. We believe in life and love, and we believe that we you can make love and life way too difficult. And this is someone mm -hmm. that can help you with that process. Um, her website is yeah. lovedandfulfilled.com. And Look, it's a lot of great information on there. I've checked out a few yeah. of the podcasts. I've checked out some blogs. I checked out quite a few things, and um, it was great seeing this. So um, how are you doing once yeah. again? I'm doing great. I'm help. I'm grateful uh, for the opportunity to be here with you guys today and hopefully spread some wisdom, give some guidance, and, you know, get people a little bit cheered up and uh, believe in love, not give up. <laughs> right <Yes. laughs> that's that's definitely, definitely. Um, yeah it's definitely our big thing we 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 definitely never want people to give up on on that no um so what got you into like coaching like let's get started let's get to the grassroots before we jump into topics what got you into <laughs> coaching especially love coaching this particular topic yes it's probably one of my favorite questions usually when i do podcasts i always <laughs> get these questions asked what got me into coaching is uh the fact that I was completely clueless over 20 years ago when I got into my first relationship, uh, first marriage, uh, and um, physiologically, I was an adult, emotionally, mentally, I was not prepared to be in a relationship, in a healthy relationship. And right. uh, it took me some time to truly understand that uh, we need relationship skills. Yes. It's not something that just happens. We actually need the skills. Mm -hmm. And in majority cases, we do not truly develop a healthy relationship model from our parents. No. Uh, schools don't teach us, teach right us dating or relationship skills. So we kind of do what? Trial and error. Mm -hmm. And very yes. often we develop patterns. We use old coping mechanisms we develop when we're kids. And we try to force them into our adult connections and relationships mm -hmm. uh, just to not have them work. So after having quite a few personal challenges, making connections, trying to relationship work, I, I realized that I was the common denominator in mm. all of them. Something's not right. <laughs> so, yes. And at some point, I finally decided, I was like, okay, I need to uh, I need to truly understand what's going on and how to make it work, right? Because That's as right. you said at the beginning, uh, life and love will make it more complicated. That's precisely what I started feeling. I was like, okay, I'm making it more complicated than it is. Yeah. So it yeah. was a process of making my own mistakes, learning from them. And as I, in the process, started sharing with people about my mistakes, people started asking me what I'm doing to fix them, how to learn mm -hmm. from them. And right. that's kind of how coaching evolves years ago. It's just little by little. I definitely, we definitely understand. We both of us yes. have both been um um married before, <laughs> you know. Um, yes. Prior to our current relationships, um, mine's lasted what um maybe a year longer than hers. <laughs> but, <laughs> oh yes. Um, but we both um we both been married before, but we were young, so we married. Yeah. Out of a, I know I married out of a sense of, I felt like I had to. You know what I mean? When, um, because we've been, we've been together for some time and not, and overlooking our flaws together. We had a lot of flaws together. And I did that same thing. Had that accountability moment where I had to look at myself and be like, eh, could have did some things <laughs> different. You know, we, we, yeah. we knew we wasn't, we knew we was compatible for one thing and one thing only, and that's not going to sustain a, a, a healthy environment or relationship. Um, and then I met this young woman here and, um, she kind of changed my whole mind and perspective on, on things. And then, you know, when we got together, it was like, okay, 
this is what it's supposed to be, <laughs> you know, a healthy relationship yeah. supposed to be communication, you know, you know, you know, give, you know, learn give to give, take, learn yeah. to give and take, mm -hmm. you know, certain situations, but that's, that's us, you know, in a nutshell. Yeah. Yeah. And like he said, my relationship only lasted three months because I went through a, a domestic violence situation with mine. So that's why it didn't last that long. And I got married because, you know, we were there, we were just doing stuff and felt like, oh, let's go ahead and get married, you know? And I was just fresh out of high school, 21 years old, getting married. So, um, it wasn't something that was fully approved, like by family. They really didn't like it. But, you know, you think you're grown. So you say, hey, I'm going to do what I want to do. And yep. like they always say, you make you make your bed, you lay in it. So I did. And that helped me learn. So when I met LaShawn, I had more of an understanding of how things go. And I had somebody that I could also work with and communicate with. And that kind of just took things to a whole new level. And and I'm like, okay, we're here. <laughs> that's, uh, that's precisely what it is. You know, I got yeah. married the first time I was 23. So 100% resonate with what wow. you're describing, Erica. Is, yeah. uh, and it's, uh, LaShawn is extremely lucky to have you uh, inviting him into this uh, space, you know. But LaShawn is the one who actually decided to uh, accept this invitation to work together. Yeah. Because I think one of the biggest challenges, I don't think I know from my own experience and from mm -hmm. coaching people is that the biggest challenge is people have this misconception about the compatibility and compatibility comes from workability. So yes. we can yeah. completely different people. We can have different habits, behaviors, whatever exactly. it is. It's two different individuals. However, when we come together, we got to create a unit. How do we create that unit? By yeah. working together. Yes. And this is where I have a lot of trouble when I coach people. Women blame men, men blame women. And I'm like, yeah. people, we will never actually get to the point of being happy, you know, individually, collectively, if we're just yes. one fingers. I'm like, that's easy. That's, that's so true. Very Taking easy, responsibility yeah. for your own change. That's harder. Yes, I totally agree. It's very totally easy to agree. point fingers. Yes, it is. <laughs> I mean, within within any relationship, you go through that, um, that period of... Um, figuring things out you know at the beginning we went through yeah. that uh, period during the dating phase of yeah. then we because when we realized we were going to be together we went through that phase of figuring uh -huh. things out understanding yeah. one another and like you said I had to understand how she was because we're we're both from a small town so yeah. I'm I'm well I moved to a small town so she's from that small town that yes. I happened to move to you know, I'm from Midwest. <laughs> I'm from Detroit. So I moved to a country, small South Carolina town. Mm -hmm. And um, totally as soon as I graduated high school, I got up out of there because I just wasn't for me, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so me, my mind was always fast, 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 fast. And then when I met her, she slowed me down, I felt like. And <laughs> at the time, I felt like it was a negative. I was like, why am I slowing down for someone? not realizing I needed that balance mm -hmm. to be like, I, right, I need to yeah. slow down, kind of go through a process. But at the same time, it helped her speed up a little bit. It like, did. you know, I maybe say, I need to speed I up a little bit. I needed that too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's workability. That that's yeah. exactly what yeah. it is. When you meet in the middle and you figure out and you try it, it's like, okay, mm -hmm. faster, slower in your case. And you found yeah. your own pace. Right. Yeah. That's right. relationship. I totally agree. Totally agree. Yeah. That's exactly what happened. I was like, you know, I, there are things that, you know, I need to do, but you know, I'm kind of afraid to do it or really don't know how to do it. He has helped me, you know, a lot with those things. So I appreciate him for that. <laughs> it makes a big difference when we have that secure base, you know, yeah. in the face of our partner. And this is yes. like right now, there's a lot of buzz going on around the attachment styles and dependency and, you know, the, the health dependency of mm -hmm. interdependency versus codependency. And right. this is another thing is that we should be learning this in our teens, you know, before we actually get into a relationship, understanding because every single one of us does have that attachment style. Right. So right. you have a secure base, Erica, in your cases, you're describing, and you're aware of how you attach yourself to the other person, you know, which right. way it, it makes all the difference. So you have Eric who makes it uh, easier for you to take yeah. on some scary offense, you know, right. yeah. it's, it's yeah. much easier to do it when you do have support. And I'm sure for Eric in certain things, yeah. it's the same. 
same oh, way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah that's, that's the main thing. I think that's the main yeah. thing, showing a level of support for one another, um, especially when we're in places that you, you're not used to. Like, I'm, I've been in entertainment since I was a teenager. So, you know, podcasting and different forms of entertainment, different forms of business. I've been an entrepreneur for a very long time, and, you know, she wasn't used to that. So, you know, she no, wasn't used to someone all. that, you know, got out there to, you know, you know, do other than nine to five, trying to, you know, making money and stuff like mm -hmm. that. So she was like, okay, this is different. And then yep, kind of showing her like, Hey, you have certain skills and abilities, like doing podcasts and like speaking, mm -hmm. go do it. Like, you know, don't just watch me. Like I'm going to provide yeah. you with the tools. <laughs> go ahead and do it. Let's see what, see what happens. You know, yeah. and I, yeah. I think that helped, but I think also in relationships, people, um, I think with social media, social media has made it where, you look at your relationship and then you try to compare it to someone else's relationship. Mm -hmm. And I know this is not one of the topics, but how do you help people that spend more time on social media trying to figure out how this fits in my relationship and my time, things of that nature? See, somebody's approach to social media or usage of social media is a symptom. It's not the problem in itself. Right. Because if you go a little bit deeper and you start going back, because when I do, because I do life coaching, dating relationship coaching. So mm -hmm. when I do life coaching with somebody, this is kind of where it starts. We go backwards uh, in time to understand where these obstacles actually come from, you know, where these current challenges that you're having in your relationship stem mm -hmm. from because there are roots to it and the roots are come from childhood, right? Right. So... Uh, the fact that people get addicted or get a certain approach to social media means that their own self-worth, self-identity is mm. not strong enough to look at somebody's Instagram account and go, well, this is fake. Mm -hmm. Like, why would I compare myself to it? Right. right? Yeah. I know it's easier said than done. <laughs> it is. Here I am, coach, doing great, having clients have no problem in life, amazing right. life. And yet I look at somebody, some some other coaches account and I go, oof, they're more successful than I am. Right. <laughs> right? Okay. right. So <laughs> it is easier said than done. However, it does stem uh, from how do we um, see ourselves? How healthy is our self-image? How disciplined we are in mm. developing and yeah. maintaining and nurturing that self-image. Mm. And this is once again, something that, Nobody teaches us unless yeah. you get a coach, a therapist, or somebody who's actually holding you accountable. You know, there's right. nothing in school these days. Like my daughter is 14. I look at her curriculum and I was like, there's no life skills. No, she's not going to be eligible. I may yeah. get in trouble for saying this on the air, no, but no, no. <laughs> I was like, I'm like, okay, that's great. Biology, algebra, yes. But how is she going to communicate when she goes out of school, right? So yeah, this is what I mean. So when people come to me and there's a lot of comparison, and trust me, a lot of people, most people do that comparison, a lot of it is essentially peeling the layers off on some unprocessed trauma and getting their healthy self-image to shine through because mm. we all yeah. hold and have the power within us to do it but it is buried under many layers of societal stigmas cultural backgrounds emotional right. conditioning that we go through mm -hmm. during childhood our early life experiences our friends you know our parents all that stuff so once it's deconstructed little by little and processed it is easier to kind of get it up and out. And then from that point on, you yeah. have to constantly, I call it mental fitness. Like you right. have to train your brain the same way you train your right. muscles at the gym. You have yes. to stay uh, very mindful of your mental and emotional health and balance. That's true. Yes. That's very yes. true. That's very and, true. And see, those are the things that we need to hear. Um, like you said, because we don't get that, you know, like from our parents and things of that nature. So it's good to hear how you just broke that down for someone who is out there, you know, seeking, like, how do I do this? You know, so that was great. Thank you. So what another thing that I would like to ask is, um, so oftentimes when a person hasn't been in a relationship for a long time, you know, they tend to develop like certain personal habits just for them, you know? So um, 
that will most likely benefit them. So once they're in like a committed relationship or have found a partner, what are some ways that that person can overcome those habits, you know, just to kind of work with the whole new partner and build that positive habits with them? That's a great question. Thank you, Erica. I'm going to start by saying that we are humans. We are uh, creatures of habits. Like we can't go against biology and physiology. It's just the way we are. Our right. brain is constantly wanting us to still mm -hmm. stay safe in the in something where it's familiar because this is what's safe. Anything that deviates yeah. from familiar is perceived by our brain danger and we don't want to go there this is why so many people prefer to stay in a miserable comfort zone instead of actually getting out of their comfort zone yes. to do something different mm -hmm. right so we have habits because we are humans there is nothing wrong to have habits yeah. uh this is where the self-reflection introspection self-awareness has to start being developed is to truly understand what kind of behavioral patterns and habits are serving us mm. and what kind of those are hindering us. And okay. another thing that I usually bring up when I coach work with people, because people goes like, well, I don't really feel unhappy. I'm like, there's a difference between being not unhappy versus happy. Maybe, and this yes. brings me yeah. to concept that I described as do you want to thrive mm -hmm. or do you want to survive because mm. there is a difference between you know, when you yeah. you go day to day uh when you do day-to-day -day things you go about your life you go to work how many of those things do you do on autopilot oh so many so most many. of them <laughs> yes, oh, <man>. like. <laughs> how many times did you were you driving somewhere and you missed your exit because your mind was somewhere else and uh, like, i just missed my exit right it's a few minutes ago <laughs> <laughs> I, I've taken my kids to school. I've taken mm -hmm. my daughter to my son's school and my son to you know to my daughter's school. I was like, okay, well, that's <laughs> what's the whole autopilot, right? Right. So things like yes. that. So when we finally start like knowledge is power. So when I was like, okay, I need to be present to my thoughts. Mm -hmm. Many people think we have no control of thoughts. We do. It's trainable. We right. can totally train that. Yeah. Yes. Breaking down those breaking down those thinking patterns is uh, exercise number one that I give all my clients when they start coaching with me. And when they they write them, you write mm -hmm. literally a thought, and then you ask yourself, is this true or not? And then you replace it with either a, a opposite, positive, or neutralizing mm -hmm. thought. Right. And when they write it down, they go whoa, I did not realize I had this many negative, unhealthy thoughts in my mind, but mm -hmm. they're all there, right? Yeah. So when we have those habits, that's what makes us us. When we want to make a unit with somebody and build mm -hmm. a life with somebody, we don't necessarily have to say, well, I have to kind of refuse all those habits and develop new ones. Mm -hmm. You have to be comfortable with communicating to your potential partner, your future partner, your current partner is like, this is who I am and this is yeah. who you are. How yeah. do we support each other in essentially removing what is not serving our relationship and our life together and keeping what is serving us, right? right? Yeah. right. So mm -hmm. it takes 21 days. There've been plenty of study, studies done to develop any new habit. And it comes from, um, just destroying the old neural path, replacing mm -hmm. it with the new neural path. Right. When I coach people, I use the positive intelligence uh, um, approach where there's specific exercises how to do that. In simple terms, it's essentially getting out of your head and getting grounded into your physical body. The more times yeah. you do it, you actually develop fresh so neural paths right. in your brain. And mm -hmm. this is the foundation. This is the foundation where you learn to thrive instead of surviving. Right, and right. then when you take this knowledge mm -hmm. and discipline, that's where you, and you dis discuss it, communicate with your partner, you know, partner to be, this mm -hmm. is where you make it happen together. Mm -hmm. And if the other person doesn't want to change anything for the sake of building something together, it's not mm. your person. It's not Maybe. at all. Yeah, that's that's so yeah. hard because um, as someone that's always in his head, 
I'm always in my head. Yes. That is, I, you just described something that is hard. I mean, I guess it isn't that hard because I, you know, I made the conscious decision to do different things when it comes to my, my wife, um, Erica, but that seems so hard to me as I'm sitting here thinking about it, like, man, just, you know, and I, and I pride myself on being a fairly grounded person, but man, that would, that exercise seemed like a tough one. I know for me, that's, that's going to be rough. So, so what do you do when you have stubborn men like myself that say those yeah. particular things? Cause I'm a stubborn guy. My I wife would tell you. I want to know this answer. Yes. <laughs> well, you know, I'm stubborn too. It's, it just, the thing is like, do you want like two years from now, well, Sean, do you want to look back at where you are today and think, well, I should have changed something. Or do no. you want to look back and go, Wow. It did take some work, but I feel amazing. Yeah. I had this exhilarating experience of learning. Right. You know, mm -hmm. my brain is sharp. I have control over my thoughts. Right. I know the tools to self-regulate if I lose it, because we're all losing. There is no such thing. This is actually the thing that I just had a coaching session today with one of my clients. And she goes, well, I got angry. Then I got angry at myself for getting mm -hmm. angry. And I was like, no, 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 we all get angry. We all get disappointed. We're yes. human beings, we're not yeah. robots. So the goal is not not to feel something. The goal is catch it, observe it, acknowledge mm. it without judging, discern it instead, and then use the tools that I coach, use the tools to regulate yourself. And then you operate from there. So this time, if you do the work, this time shortens significantly. Instead of marinating okay. in your head mm. over something for a very long time, yeah. right. you acknowledge it, and then you move on from it. It's it's the three steps that I teach: the observe, pause, and practice. You mm. have the tools to apply. You have a pause to truly acknowledge what you're feeling in your physical body, in your mind. Nice. Mm -hmm as soon as you observe it. And this is extremely valuable, applicable, essentially to any life situation. Okay. Let me yeah. ask you a question. What is your client okay. base like? Is it, more, is it more women than men or is it fairly even? Or is it relationships, single people looking for love? It's like... more, more women. Okay. And I have a theory on that. Yeah, I would um, love to hear this. Too. Women are more proactive and seeking help. Hmm. Man, and I think a lot of it has to do with our societal stigma around it. Men right. in general are, they equate it essentially with weakness. Yes. Because men, what are they told? Men up. Yep. Be men. Yeah. Boys don't cry. Yep. All mm -hmm. that bullshit. Okay. Yep. Instead of allowing men to actually embrace the fact that they are just as emotional as women right we mm -hmm. are consistent of emotions and feelings instead they're told to have this you know stoic facade because this yeah. is what's perceived as strength it's and so yet bad. it's so wrong because the vulnerabilities mm -hmm. is what makes you human being somebody who you can yeah. connect to somebody you can relate to mm -hmm. somebody who is real this is like man when they come to me for coaching the number one thing that every single one of them has trouble with is being emotionally available they mm. can't connect to women because they're closed off and they're afraid yeah. they don't know how to connect it gets to the point where i have to teach them emotions vocabulary they can't right. even verbalize it because from the early wow. age men are raised very different That's a fact. erica maybe you can support me on this usually mm -hmm. women are told uh oh well she's emotional oh are you pmsing or something why are you so yes. emotional there's so yeah. many yeah. stupid labels around instead mm -hmm. of like hey you are experiencing emotions let's accept them first and then let's see let's move to I, I, right? I totally agree on yeah. that um i think mm -hmm. um Myself and my my podcast partner, um, Trey, we talked about this because Erica and I, we have two sons and um, I do like I don't teach them the way I was taught. I was taught that same way, you know, suck it up, deal with it. You're a man. It's going to be even harder for you. For me, mm -hmm. if they cry or they have an emotional situation, I tell them to get it out, get it out. Now, let's figure out why you yeah. feel this way. And, you know, and then let's let's try to fix it. 
You know what I mean? My, my old, our, our oldest son had a situation where he was just, he was like, he was super upset and he started crying. And I sat there and let him cry. He was like, cry, bro. Like, yeah, don't feel like you don't have to cry. Let it out. Mm-hmm. But now, after we let it out, let's work and figure out yes. what went wrong. Yeah, let's talk about why you feel this way. And then let's fix it. I, I wasn't taught that. So for me, it was like, let me pass that particular piece down because we have boys and it's like, hey, man, at least be some form of emotionally intelligent, you know, mm-hmm. or at least know right. something because I'm not I'm I don't I haven't I don't cry. I think my wife seen me cry one time, you know, and all this time <laughs> we've been together. So it's not one of those things that I've done um, and or I haven't done in front of her. Yes, you're I've not done do it, it. Yeah, but I just haven't done it in front of her. Because it's immense, it's a mental thing. It's like for us, it's like I don't want my wife to ever see me weak in that manner. Mm-hmm. And maybe, you know, because a lot of men, I can speak for a ton of single men. I have a friend right now who went through it where his lady pretty much called him weak because he cried. Like she like that killed his that killed his ego, where he's a yeah. You know, he's a big, big man, big, tall, muscular man who works a very physical job. And he just had an emotional breakdown and then was called weak for having an emotional breakdown. That kills your psyche. Now it's like that guy will never do that again. Like he said that I would never do it again. You know, so what do we do as a man? Our society is extremely twisted to view uh the extremely twisted view on what actual strength is i agree and this is this is truly compromising uh healthy ability to have healthy relationship mm-hmm. because men are taught not to make themselves uh available emotionally mm-hmm. because they're going to be perceived weak and we women we connect to everything around us through emotions we don't feel safe if we don't feel your emotions as men mm-hmm. you know That's women ha- feel safe when they can feel men's emotions so mm-hmm. if men does not if men cannot express the emotions then we can't connect to him on a deeper level to truly mm-hmm. form a relationship that can sustain yeah. itself in the long run mm-hmm. That's absolutely true because you know I have this conversation with you know Sean sometimes and I told him I say you know you you have to you know have me there like if there are things going on you know don't try to hold it in all the time you know let me know because I'm your partner we are here we are in this together so um I I I'm glad that he asked that question <laughs> because he he is one of those men who just like he'll just shut down he'll just keep things to himself sometimes. <laughs> and you know me as a wife i'm like no let me know you know get it out so thank hey you man, i'm very accountable for my <laughs> shortcomings in certain aspects he will <laughs> acknowledge know? it yes. i acknowledge it i mean <laughs> i might not work towards to fix it a lot of times but i acknowledge it you will acknowledge it <laughs> but yeah. even when it comes to what you do and um and you have those women are you letting them know to be accountable for their actions so why they may not be <laughs> in the dating you know prospect or you know case with absolutely accountability is the key i i don't i don't sugarcoat things like you need to take responsibility for improving yourself so you know it's like they say once in a while uh when i go on social media and i read the comments just i'm curious just how people you know respond and express things when it comes to love dating and there are people that give advice it's like just be yourself you know and your person will come around well i think that's a bullshit advice me too (laughs) because being yourself uh is one thing just like we address the habits that we develop when Mm -hmm. we are single right so being yourself would entail that you're not going to change anything Mm -hmm. nobody's changed nobody's changing the fundamentals of you nobody's changing your core values but being Mm -hmm. yourself how about keep improving yourself how about keep evolving how about keep growing like make sure that your goal is to always be learning to always be thriving towards Mm. becoming a better version of yourself because if you just sit there and be yourself well you may meet somebody but it quite often ends up being just a relationship band-aid and not really a relationship and it just you 
trying to fill some void inside of you and yeah. not be lonely instead of actually trying to get healthy, thriving relationship. So no, don't be yourself. Be a constantly evolving, growing version yeah. of yourself. There's a difference. No, there yeah. is a stark difference. You are I, correct. I really, I, I really feel that and understand that. Yes, you just can't sit back and just be yourself. You got to be open, you know, be willing to, you know, try different things because at a certain point, all that, that stuff is going to get old. So you, you have to be open to do different things. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So let's, let's, let's ask this right here. So during the honeymoon phase of a marriage, you know, we have um, lots of things that happen. We have to learn how to communicate with each other, listen, have understanding for our partners and et cetera. So what advice would you give to those who are looking to marry as well as those who are newly married? Mm -hmm. Oof. Uh, if you're already in the marriage in the honeymoon phase and you're just learning to communicate, you've missed that train. <laughs> so you got to start way, 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 way earlier. Like you got to start before you even get into mm -hmm. a committed relationship. Well, yeah. in the dating phase, this mm -hmm. is where communication style and communication actually mm -hmm. starts, should start. And this is where yeah. we have this uh, huge confusion and misconception about the fact that love just happens that we're just gonna wait mm -hmm. and then it just happens no you actually have to be proactive you actually have yes. to make it happen how do you make it happen by preparing yourself so looping back around to that evolving growing version of yourself mm -hmm. you gotta change yourself you gotta prepare yourself for the relationship okay and there it's not it's nothing shameful it's actually you sh anybody who does this self-work should be proud of it it's honorable right. it's admirable when you go you know what i want to do my absolute best to prepare myself for my future partner for partnership to make sure that it's a thriving relationship from the first time or second time or third time whatever it is but <laughs> you get it done right, right. yeah mm -hmm. uh, why is it that like we don't go buy a car without license and get on the road driving. We have right. to go through theory first, and then we do driving license, uh, the driving test. Um, and mm -hmm. as a teenager, you have to you have a permit, right? So you only yeah. have to drive during the day. Like there there's certain steps you go through, <laughs> yeah. and only when you pass all of this, you get the license. Because when you're on the road driving a car, you impact other people. People's safety mm -hmm. and yours, right? Yeah. So how come we don't have that in a relationship? We influence other people. We impact everybody's emotion, emotional and mental safety around us. So if we don't prepare, we set ourselves yeah. for possible challenges. Yes. So honeymoon yes. phase, uh, the, the communication has to be figured out way before the honeymoon phase. However, when right. you do get into a relationship, you know, at the beginning, we have the butterflies and and oxytocin yeah. and all of those chemicals that make us feel like the rest of the world is just receding in the background right. and we just feel like it's going to last but well guess what it doesn't, it doesn't. i've been married nope. twice got divorced twice it doesn't last <laughs> right <laughs> it doesn't last but Great. embracing that forgetting about the wedding industry that is very much focused on you spending tons of money on the beautiful dress beautiful suit and the wedding ring and the mm -hmm. extravagant wedding yes focus on actually getting yourself ready for this marriage yeah. right because this is embracing the fact that things will change embracing the fact that you will change you will not going to be the same person five years from now right. i got married the first time i was 23 i'm 45 right now if i were to get married again i'm not the same person yeah. right and right. we change even within the six months or within one week. So the bottom line is that we need to embrace the fact that we are ever evolving beings. Yes, okay. Knowing that, that, that's how you address it. And um, I always joke around when I do, I host social events here in my area and I joke around and I say, marriage should be kind of like a, alone with the ability to renew mm. and you do like every <laughs> few years like you reevaluate 
Like yeah. it should be mandatory. Like you get together with a specialist, with a professional. It's like <laughs> you still happy, you still happy. Like right. what can be fixed? What's not working? Let's see if we can. And if it's not working, guess what? Moving you know, on. We have Mind talked about this. Right? Yep, that's that's what we I'm have saying. talked yeah. about this. That, this was this yeah. had this was a topic. We broke mm -hmm. it down just like that. It should be mm -hmm. a time frame. Then we reevaluated with some professionals yep, to see if, sure if we still feel that you know. If everything is still able to, you know, if, am I able to still deal with some of the things that I, that you do? And are you able to still deal with some of the things <laughs> mm -hmm. that I do? Can we add to this? Yep. Can we take mm -hmm. some things away? Yeah. What can we do? Oh, we don't feel like it's going to work. All right. <laughs> Shake your hand. It was fun. Yeah. It should be normalized. <laughs> I think a big, a very big challenge that we have is that it's not, it's not normalized. A love concept there's a difference between love story and life story. Love yeah. is our chemicals, okay? It's when we feel like nothing else matters. Life is something you put effort in and you build like together. That. So you got to decide yeah. for yourself. Mm -hmm. uh, do you want a life story? Do you want a love story, story. right? right. Um, and it should be normalized that it is okay to check in. Like it should be, I've yeah. written on my blog at some point, the check engine, check relationship engine light, you I know, like that. in the car, yeah. you're driving and it pops up. You're just like, oh mm -hmm. shit, I gotta go check that out. <laughs> yeah. So there should be like places where you go with your mm -hmm. partner to check your relationship. Yeah, mm. and then you, you you know, you go from there. I like that. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> yeah. See, now, let it, me ask a question. Yeah. You got something, Erica? No, I'm sorry. No, I was going to say these are the things that we talk about on the Life and Love podcast, and she is breaking it down specifically and great. So mm -hmm. I, I like it. I like it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, quick question Why do you think people make life and love too hard? I think we do. I think mm -hmm. we do make it more complicated. And mm -hmm. the reason for that is our uh, the lack of acceptance and normalization of the boring stuff, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, exactly what I was just referring to. There is a lot more emphasis on a wedding day. What do you do from the wedding day? You know, right. there should be more emphasis on what do you do after the wedding day. Um, normalizing you know the culture has to change quite a bit right. normalizing the fact that yes people get people break up people get divorced people sometimes break up and then they get together like all of that is okay yeah. but everybody has to develop this willingness to be open to working through challenges right. and if it doesn't work it doesn't work however if it works great okay right. instead of just giving up or not trying again because very often what i hear from people are just like oh it's just easier to stay single i just mm. don't feel like dealing with drama well you don't mm. have to deal with drama if you know how to approach dating scene efficiently and effectively and this right. is what right. i teach people for instance when it comes to online dating you don't have to text for three months before meeting the person face to face you can spend a day texting with this person to figure out, you know, whether there is intellectual click. And if there is intellectual click, you transition to the phone call. You need to hear the yeah. voice. You need yes. to have one-on-one -on -one, uh, two-way conversation. You watch for like a ping-pong game type of a conversation. It has to be flowing, right? And yeah. then if that goes well, you schedule the first date. I don't even call it a date. It's just a casual get-together yeah. to get together, see yes. where you are mm -hmm. as far as the chemistry. Right. Mm -hmm. So it can take literally days. So there's no reason to spend. But yet people complain about online dating because it's just too complicated. It's not. It depends how you approach it. Online okay. dating apps is essentially a technological tool that allows you to see people, meet people that otherwise you would not have oh met. No, I totally agree. That's totally true. agree. What do you think when you hear people say that the home dating pool is in 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 hell? <laughs> like it's currently, I hear that a lot, especially on social media. What are your thoughts on that? It is. I don't know. Yeah. There's a lot of single people. There's it a is. lot of single people. I get emails, messages. You know, people schedule the free lot. consultations with me that I typically offer, and they are single, both men and women. So I'm like. If you guys just, you know, meet, <laughs> if you're being proactive about making sure your social life is set up the way that it serves your love life, if you've been proactive with your online dating, if you're not prioritizing your professional career, right. only professional career, 
if you understand that there has to be balance between mm -hmm. life and love, then you will succeed. So there's 8 billion people in the world. Come on, we've got enough people. Yep, I yeah. so people to date. Yep, it yeah. is. The mindset you go in, you go with the scarcity mindset in, that's what you're going to find. You go in with the abundance mindset, that's what you're going to find. Okay, right. okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I just had yeah. to ask that because you just see it so much online and so many people just, you know, everything about relationships are in the doghouse or, you know, it's a lot of relationship it's easy complaining. To blame. It's easy to blame, you know, the social media, the other gender, the online right. dating apps, the whatever else, you know, you sit and you just point fingers at external sources of your misery. Mm. Start pointing fingers at yourself. See what you can change. <laughs> I agree. It's not the most popular opinion. <laughs> no, but you're right. <laughs> yeah, that's totally that's right. That's where the change starts. Go ahead. Yep. <laughs> okay, well, let's go ahead and get to this. How important is it is to have a life outside your relationship? Because some people, you know, we're here, we're married, we're in this relationship, and I just How don't do anything else. How important is to have else. a social life, a life outside <laughs> of the relationship? I yep. don't have any friends. How important is it? <laughs> Mm. It, it's not just important it's actually crucial you can't have healthy relationship if you are expecting your partner to be everything for you happiness does mm. not come from one person remember when i said we're social being we're creatures of habits at the beginning well we are not supposed to be just with one person. One person cannot fulfill all your emotional, mental, physical, spiritual, yeah. all these needs. It's right. impossible. Yeah, and that you that could not even have that pressure mm -hmm. to fulfill all your needs. This is something I think that was has been romanticized and just overrated in the movies, novels, but that's not how it works <laughs> in real life. So right. having a right. life outside, your relationship with your significant other is absolutely crucial because you know what happens it becomes extremely boring mm -hmm. and you put all the eggs in one basket i mean not to put this into a negative scenario but what happens when this relationship doesn't work out that's true mm. you lose that's true. your world you have? yeah everything however when you do have social life and connect social connections outside of your relationship like I go, I dance, I love dancing. I go uh, to nice. salsa clubs. I come home, I'm in great mood and I'm sharing with my partner where mm -hmm. I went, what I did, what, what kind of conversations I had with the girls, you know, right. I'm glowing, yeah. I'm happy. He sees me that way. That's another side of me that he may not see it at home when I'm with him constantly right. wearing sweatpants and a t-shirt. Mm -hmm. Talk about it. Talk so, about it. Right. <laughs> it's so fulfilling too, as a man to see your lady, like mm -hmm. just really, you know, just, I'm just thinking in that perspective to see your lady just happy. She's going about something mm -hmm. else. That's not about you. And she's mm -hmm. able, like for me, I love when Eric is able to just tell me, something that she did that's outside of me and to yeah. see the joy in her eyes about that like man this was so cool i got to do we do we did this da, da, da. Mm -hmm. and i'm like yeah okay all right that's what's yeah. up <laughs> you know what it has I mean? to happen because you know when we're the most attracted to our partner mm -hmm. when man. we know somebody else might be attracted to our partner <laughs> <laughs> there we go there we go another conversation we because have. if nobody else uh wants him or her that's like starts to become it's like hmm i wonder I what agree. i am doing yeah i agree hmm. that's what hey, hey, that's one of those reasons me. why i stay in the gym and try to stay keep some type of physical fitness because we're both <laughs> tall we're both very tall people and um so when we walk in a room everyone sees she's six foot i'm six six <laughs> so we're tall people <laughs> so yeah. when we walk in a room people like oh who are, who are them yeah. you know and especially when we dressed up or something of that nature. So it's funny because when I see people look at my wife, I'm like, yeah, I like that. It feels good. It feels <laughs> doing good. something right, right? <laughs> <laughs> it does feel good. I totally agree. Yeah, it does. So with um with what you do, love mastering, mastery, what made you even name your business that? And like, and you know, I, you've already expressed how you got into it, but are you seeing results from the clients and stuff that you have? 100%. Okay. 100%. Why I named it Love Mastery? Mm -hmm. uh, well, uh, it's all about mastering something in life. 
And um, it's all about love, whether it's love for somebody else, whether it's love for yourself, whether it's love for a new hobby, whether it's love for a new book. It's love is the foundation of everything. And I don't mean it to, mm -hmm. I don't mean it in a very kind of a romanticized way. Love mm -hmm. is a very positive emotion that we should be kind of um, making our decisions and going forward from. Instead of moving from fear, you know, there's a difference between kind of coming from the place of fear. Like right. when you're trying, I always make this example for my clients, mm -hmm. when you're trying to achieve something professionally and you are doing this out of fear of failing versus doing something from the place of love where you're enjoying it, you know, you're going to accomplish it and you're doing your absolute best. So there is a right. difference. So when it comes to love mastery, um, it's just something that makes life um extra delicious okay. and we've got okay. only one life so might as well make the best out of it instead of staying in a comfort zone getting out of it because there is no magic that happens in a comfort zone no. all the magic happens no. outside of the comfort zone and you, you're saying uh yeah a lot of stuff so i say it <laughs> <laughs> it's only one life that we have here you have to live it to the fullest yeah man. make, make at least try to you know yeah um like <laughs> What okay, I know you said men are the most difficult, are the ones who, you know, and you have more women. Like, what do you say to men when, when they do contact you? How are you like like you know, how are you breaking through that wall? Uh it's actually not that hard. And I actually I have a bit of a I don't turn women all men away. Mm -hmm. Uh I only turn away people who want change but are not willing to do anything. Right. to reach change okay so mm -hmm. just lazy people essentially when it comes to me working with men um i understand i tell them that i understand and i relate and i relate not personally but i relate indirectly through my the experience of my own father who a few years ago tried to commit suicide Oh, and sorry. he did not succeed. However, uh, when I found out about that, I was shocked because that came as a complete surprise. And mm. the reason he actually attempted that is because he was extremely lonely in the relationship with my mother mm. because she's emotionally very, very broken person. She never allows for any affection, any kindness. Oh, wow. So he suffered, he suffered quietly many mm -hmm. years and it got to the point where it was unbearable so that quiet suffering is what i realized so many men go through and now having a son and mm -hmm. helping him to learn how to regulate his own emotions and be expressive be expressive in emotions i can see that it is even more crucial for men than for women i do not you know downplay the importance for women as well right. but we women are almost accepted more with our emotions men are not right. so explaining this to them you know that it is okay whatever they are feeling it is totally okay and the fact that they are they don't know how to be emotional beings because they literally don't know how to feel their feelings they don't know how to talk about them right. they know that uh and there are steps to learn that it's not super complicated but my i think my personal relation was the experience with my dad and having a son and working with other people helping wow. other people wow, whatever, a... whatever mind comes on um right. relatability is the key yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, that's a, yeah, that's definitely a way to definitely understand. I, as a, as a man, I definitely understand. Um, it's probably one of the hardest things that, um, you know, even my friend, we talk about that, um, you know, how it is to express ourselves, ourselves. And, um, they look at me a little bit. It's funny. I'm not the oldest in my uh, friend group, but I am the one that everyone leans on for information because they, you know, they seem the to think I, I have it together <laughs> and then I tell them my shortcomings as well but when it comes to trying to be emotionally intelligent that's the one thing I want to always have accountability for like I always make sure like I express myself sometimes mm -hmm. I probably you know overly express myself like I let my wife know but you know it took me some time but <laughs> we have to like that's the only way you can understand how I feel and then if, even our sons our boys do they are not afraid to come and tell us things come no, and tell us not. how you are feeling even if that. we did something to you and you're like i don't really like it yeah. there's ways to come and express that 
to us, yeah, you know. Talk about it. Yeah. And they do. They do. They'll pull That's us awesome. to the side. They'll definitely do it. Our um, youngest. The, you yes. do. You broke the cycle. Yes, we had to. And that, that was something that we communicated. Mm-hmm. Generational approach before yeah. was very That's different. Was going to say. Yeah. So now from this point on, your kids will have much healthier emotionally. Yes. Uh, kids as well and this is this is what has to happen this is what i did i just wrote the whole book about breaking the cycle and wow yes yeah. oh, i came you, out from my eastern european yes oh no no let's okay. talk about that breaking the cycle book then i didn't i must have overlooked that yeah. <laughs> it just came out uh, just a week ago on amazon okay. oh nice okay. from uh it's called from brokenness to wholesomeness in one mm-hmm. lifetime Mm. Okay. and the book is my own personal transformational journey and many other stories of people that i interviewed for the book but it comes along with actually practical steps it comes with a workbook for people to start self-reflection like for that. people that may not know where to start how to create a change in their lives so there are self-reflection questions mm. there are actionable steps there are suggested videos and suggested ways to really go about it and uh, i'm very proud of that work because i wish i had that years ago when i was doing my own healing i was very stubborn i wanted to do it on my own and um Mm -hmm. i should have asked for help much faster so now knowing what i know uh my my goal is to provide guidance to people uh so they know where to start you got to start somewhere okay oh, that's i like awesome. that that's yeah. funny I just, I, you know while we're talking i found the book so okay <laughs> so i have it right here all right that's <laughs> right perfect. here on amazon yep <laughs> i'll definitely okay. put that in the description and um yeah. you know, I'm, a, I'm gonna pick that up that's, that's yeah. great that's great information i love books with tools mm-hmm. that give you that give yeah. you things that provide you things to do that provide you with you know something and i i love that like I think more people should, you know, do books with tools and different things, especially, mm-hmm. you know, something, something to write in, something, to, you know, videos to check out like that mm-hmm. is, that is phenomenal. Exactly. That's that is good, phenomenal. Good. That was great. I, I like that. Yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't, I just always <laughs> I keep the computer up because I always want to make sure I'm researching it as we discuss, because I might pull up something that I didn't expect. Cause I, I know I, I, I looked at the book, the ebook that you currently have on your website um the four effective ways to overcome fear of rejection um who who you think have yes. have the biggest issues with rejection men or women men yeah yeah right. the book is uh, that ebook <laughs> is written for men because uh it's a tough one it's a tough one to really reprogram it uh-huh. Cause mm-hmm. and it's got a lot of and it's also I mean I may get some backlash from here. It's also <laughs> with people. So I teach women to reject kindly. There's no mm. reason to reject it in the way that a man will go home thinking there's something wrong with him. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is why, like when I do my events, whether it's when I hold social or dating events, I always okay tell people is like listen we're in it together women yeah. need men right men women don't right. go to opposing camps at each other because you will never find that sense of belonging and sense of togetherness you want a relationship with right. somebody else you need to accept you know the concept that that person might be different so when it comes to rejection I think what I want to say is that many guys are mistakenly thinking that confidence is something they are born with. Mm-hmm. It's not mm-hmm. true. Confidence comes from your competence. Competence comes mm-hmm. from you practicing a skill. Yes. Just like when right. you're looking for work, you're looking for a job, you prepare for the interview, you do certain steps to ensure that you have a chance at getting this job, right? I agree. You practice whatever you're going to say you maybe hone certain skills it's the same in dating you acquire confidence by becoming more competent by Mm -hmm. developing a skill so no but it's very rarely when somebody is born with just natural charisma and just the the women just fall all over him (laughs) but even then 
does it guarantee healthy relationship? No. No, not at all. No, no, right. not, not at all. I think that's one of the things um, as a young man coming up, you have to kind of figure out. Um, I don't know how you figure out figure it out, um, but you, you, you definitely try. I wasn't, you know, I've never been, I speak for myself. I, I always been a guy of numbers. So um, you're going to get, you're going to, I'm going I'm to get more yeses than I get no's. <laughs> so <laughs> I can, I can deal with a few no's. I always did that. And like you said, <laughs> had to develop a, some form of charisma because I couldn't, you know, once again, I'm tall. So I'm already getting attention because I'm tall. Right. I hate to say it. It's a lot of short guys that get mad. I had some short friends that used to get mad. I mean, you get all the women. Now, it's not that though. I'm, I'm tall. So you, you can't right. miss me when I walk in the room. <laughs> and then my voice is deep. So that, that kind of helps sometimes. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't, you know, it's, it and doesn't then, always help. You know, we can develop the skills. Yes. You, you, can, you can kind of compensate. If you feel yes. you're like somewhere, you can improve something hmm. else, right? right. If I'm not a good cook, like mm -hmm. I can learn or I can order pre-cooked, pre-packaged food. Like there is solutions mm -hmm. to work, right? I agree. Uh, not the best uh, example, but it's no, what I do want to say though, just on the topic of rejection. And I always, always remind this to my man clients and mm -hmm. just men when I talk to them in general. So if you give up after one or two tries, right? If you weren't fortunate enough to be a recipient of a bad rejection woman was having a bad day or whatever or mm -hmm. whatever reason right you have to remember that um it will take only one connection with the right person to make all those tries worthwhile I however agree. if you do give up after one or two tries you automatically fail that's mm. it yes. if you keep on trying yeah. you automatically put yourself in a position and having mm -hmm. 50 chance right. so which one do you want to choose Right, right, right. That is very true. Yeah, that is, that is very, true. very true. Look, that was one of the things that attracted me to Sean is because he was tall. That was the first thing that I saw. Oh, tall guy. I don't like short men because I'm tall. I don't want nobody shorter than me. So he was <laughs> tall. And so when I talked to him on the phone, he just took me away with the voice, you know? So it was there from there. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, those attributes. Yeah, did, I love those attributes. But it's funny. It's funny. I think with relationships, um, because we have friends that they they come to us. They they once again they look at uh, our relationship and, and yeah. um I don't like when people say you guys are are our favorite couple. That's not one of my things I like. I don't like people yeah. to say that because I always say you never know what's going on within someone's mm -hmm. home. But I always say it's a balance. There's a duality to it. You got to have a balance within your relationship. Like just even just one of the biggest, our biggest thing is communication and keeping others out of our stuff. Like that's yes. the one thing we keep everything within home as long as it, as long as it's not abuse, any verbal, any physical abuse, mm -hmm. you take that outside. You tell someone that's the one thing <laughs> I say it all the time. It, it, it doesn't yeah. matter. That's the one thing that we don't hold in. Yeah. Granted, there's no physical, no, yeah. no physical, emotional <laughs> abuse, but that's just yeah. always a caveat. Yeah. I make sure she's comfortable with it and understanding. <laughs> but for, for us, it's like, it's like, Hey, let's, if we have an issue, say it. Let's not hold it. Yeah, let's talk about it. Like if, if I did something wrong, please tell me I did something wrong. Yeah. And then and then let me acknowledge it. And then let me see if I, you know, if I can rectify the situation or it, you know, or you know, or do I don't acknowledge it and be like, I ain't do nothing wrong. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because yeah. sometimes you have <laughs> those hills you stand on mm -hmm. in couples. Um, like, so do you do just only single people or people who in relationships, full-fed relationships, trying to stay together. Cause I sound more like counseling more than anything. Are you a, are you considered a counselor, or are you just like? No, I'm a counselor. Um, not a therapist. I, okay. I'm a coach. Okay. I uh, major majority of people that come to me, they are single, mm -hmm. and usually there's uh, some self work that starts and was ultimate goal in knowing how to find a partner, how to form a healthy relationship. Yeah how to sustain that relationship uh, right. in the long run. Or what happens is those people that I start coaching when they're single and they apply what they learn, they get into a relationship and then mm. they bring their new relationship. <laughs> yeah. Make sure that in the right way from the beginning. So right. 
that's you know that's something that I'm just uh, that makes me extremely happy because it's mm -hmm. it's a prevention. You're preventing yourself mm -hmm. from experiencing a lot of heartache down the road, right? A lot of challenges, and you're probably pay, paving your way towards much smoother, smoother. Uh, relationship in the long yeah. run. So, question: okay. You said you do events. So, do you do like um, dating events or just communication tool? You know, tool based events. What are your events like? Well, uh, so I do these social events for both singles and non-singles, and oh, I I am not a fan of small talk. I'm a big fan of deep, deep conversations. Nice. So what I do, I set people up in groups at the tables. Mm -hmm. uh, they typically don't know each other, but I have these little envelopes with questions in each envelope, and there are questions that uh, probably they have not really answered before, unless they're like okay. my rent. And they keep coming to my events mm -hmm. so it essentially breaks the ice it allows people to start a conversation without really sweating anything small and it helps them to open up so okay. it's a social event yeah. that is towards a deeper connection based on deeper conversations because what do we do here in america typically hey how are you doing how are you i'm good thanks yeah. are you <laughs> right <Is it>? are <laughs> you right <laughs> you know how i'm doing because i can tell you how i'm doing i had a really bad day with my kids they drove me insane even though and then i started <laughs> questioning myself i don't know if i'm doing a good job as a mom i'm like do you really want to do you really want to know how i'm feeling right now <laughs> no so. no most people don't <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's just you know kind of an example of what can be uh i teach people communication skills i teach people okay. connecting skills to okay. another human being vulnerability i mentioned quite a few times earlier is mm -hmm. that is hard for many people to really embrace and right. this is where i help them and in addition i do host uh dating events as nice. well here in virginia and it, it kind of comes naturally because when people come to my social events uh, i call them more like friending meetups yeah. uh mm -hmm. they you know, to have just for singles so they can uh, apply what they learn and connect. And uh, my, okay. you know, my website says my, my my ultimate goal is to change the statistics on loneliness. There's too many people that are lonely, whether it's through yeah. creating social network, friendships or partnerships. Mm -hmm. uh, we need a tribe. We need a okay. sense of. Okay, awesome. hey, we're not far from Virginia. We're in North Carolina, so yeah, <laughs> definitely don't so very well. <laughs> All right, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Right, Erica, you have anything else? So the so your workshop is sort of kind of like speed dating, but it's not speed because you're sitting at the table, you're kind of having like longer conversations. When you, yeah, when the kind people are like at the table together. Uh, at times, I combine it with actually partially like with the workshop. Like I give them mm -hmm. tools, and then nice. it's like, hey, and now you use those tools, okay. right? So it's not Sweet. a typical speed dating event. Okay. Uh, it's more about just uh, different variations of it, depending on what kind of crowd I get, what kind of energy is. Uh, okay. Is oh, so it's education based. Okay. Yeah. I like that. I like that. I like that. Yeah, that's right. different. You gotta learn like every day. Better learn something new every single day. That's okay. that's. Okay. I think important part. Well. Yeah. We're down to the close to the end of the show. Do you have anything you want to promote? Do you have anything you want to talk about? Anything, you know, you want people to know more about you? So uh, you have already mentioned my website. Uh, nice. Anybody, you know, who's watching this and have any interest, hopefully there's interest in improving where you are in life. So if you're single and you feel lonely, and it feels scary, and confusing, disappointing, whatever your emotions are, first of all, it's okay. Second of all, there is a solution. By gaining certain confidence through learning the skills, dating and relationship skills, you can absolutely, you know, find a partner, you can mm -hmm. get into a relationship. So I will be happy to offer a free hour consultation uh, for anybody who wants to take that opportunity. If you guys just mentioned, you know, your podcast, I'm happy to do that. Just give somebody guidance. And uh, another thing that I wanted to say is that anybody who is feeling that they're the only ones with the obstacles and challenges, this is not true. You're not alone. There's every single person experiences obstacles. Yes. Uh, a priority should be uh, finding your tribe, finding mm. love, finding relationship. But for that, you need to know how, and there is no shame 
and seeking help of knowing how to do it properly, effectively, and efficiently. So yes, booking a free call with me, I'm happy to offer an hour free consultation. Get my book. There is a lot of great stuff that you can get out of there. And, and that's so it's like four bucks right now on just at the beginning, just to get some momentum going. So great mm-hmm. opportunity to finish it up uh, and use it. Um, and oh, uh, say the book again so everybody can know. Say the name of the book again. It's uh, from uh, from brokenness to wholesomeness mm-hmm. in one yes. quick lifetime. In one quick lifetime essentially implies that it's a life learning experience. Yes. I love that. I love that. that. Erica, anything you (laughs) want to add? Anything you want to add? First of all, I just want to say thank you for coming on the podcast. Um, We really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it because I loved hearing your thoughts on those um, certain situations, which is some stuff that we've already been thinking about, but you kind of, you know, took it to a whole new level. And, you know, we have a a lot of people that listen to us in many different areas. And um, I know it will be good for them as well. So just thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, all the information. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just saying thank you for the opportunity, guys. No, no, no. This is great. We're going to provide all the information in the description. Mm-hmm. I promise you, people probably will definitely be contacting you. We we have a pretty large fan base um, followership. We don't have fans. We have people that follow and enjoy us. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and because um, our our, our um, audio is a lot stronger than our current YouTube, we finally started putting mm-hmm. stuff into YouTube because we have our own Roku channel. So that's where a majority of our content goes to, uh, video-based yeah. content. But our YouTube is starting to grow it. But our audio group is strong so people are definitely going to be um checking checking it out we'll put everything in the yeah. description um i've already i have the book here i have it on um on my kindle but i'm um buy the paperback because i like yes that. <laughs> we definitely go buy the yeah. paperback definitely. um once again this is life and love with erica and sean and we would like to thank um irene of love mastery coaching um thank you once again we appreciate you so much um everyone have a nice day. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, all right. Thank you. Oh, what?